Well, again, let me uh, welcome you here to Big Valley Grace. Again, if you're watching online, welcome. Glad you're with us. And now I want to welcome everybody over in the, the venue. And uh, this is what I want everybody to do, okay? Everybody's got to reach inside their program. And I want you to pull out that little brochure, and it says Local uh, Partners Prayer Guide, okay? Everybody's got to pull that out. Let, let, let me see you do this with it, okay? Over in the venue. Come on. Everybody hold this up, all right? Now, I want you to know, this is another piece of really, really weighty material that we've placed into your hands, okay? Um, a lot of the, the stuff that's in your program, before you even exit this building, ends up in our trash receptacles, okay? Or you might wait till you get home before you throw it away. Or it just ends up in your Bible along with a whole bunch of other stuff that you never look at uh, uh, for, for a while. This little piece of paper can't be one of those. This has all of the names and ministries that we support locally, okay? Every local agency that we support is in here. And more importantly, what we do is, is we've put in there what they're asking for in terms of prayer. And we want you to take this home along with the, the global one we gave you last week, and this just needs to be a part of your, your prayer time where you're actually praying for the partners that we support as a church family. And I want you to meet um, all of them right now. I'm gonna interview some, but uh, Jeff, let's just send this mic down the line Tell us who you are and who you serve with, okay? All right, Jeff Pishney with Love Modesto and Love Our Cities. Jeff Gowdy, Christian Berets. Brittany Thayer with Chemo Crew. Mike Gunnerson with City Ministry Network. Cheryl Van Horn with Vinehouse Ministries on the west side. Steve Berkowitz with Redwood Family Center. Hey, would you, would you give it up for these folks here? Here's the deal. There's another group back there that you're going to meet, meet in a moment. They're also our local partners. And we just couldn't put everybody up there and interview them all. And I don't want anybody here or over in the venue or watching online to think that those sitting up there, that's the major league team. And they, 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 these are the, the minor leaguers, you know. This is the Modesto, the nuts, you know, kind, kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> Because they're, they're, they're not. They're all equally valuable. They're all equally doing some incredible things for the glory of God. And they all have incredible stories of how God is using them, their volunteers, to reach people. We just couldn't interview them all. They're going to be out in the hallways at the end, just like those that are on top of the platform. But I didn't want you to go, hey... You know, who are these guys, the lower tier people? No, we just couldn't interview them all. And so would you appreciate them one more time? Would you do that? Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Now, I do want you to meet those that are up here because I'm going to interview them. So I'm going to send this mic right down the, the line here. Oh, yeah. You guys found one mic somewhere. Go for it. Hi, my name is Ken Sylvia. I'm the executive director of Youth for Christ. Mike Douglas, Advancing Vibrant Communities. Lindsay Sycamore, and I'm with Modesto Pregnancy Center. Virginia Kearney, Redwood Family Center. 
Joel Cripe with Child Evangelism Fellowship. Jason Conway, Modesto Gospel Mission. Hey, would you appreciate these folks up here? So, so what we want to do is this. I, I want you to hear a, a little bit, just, just a, a little bit of how the Lord is using uh, each of these organizations. And what you're going to hear, every one of these folks, you know, the ones that were down there on the floor, they, they all have stories. And I, I just said, I want you to pick one story. Okay, just one. It's all we got time for. But when you hear these stories, I want you to notice just how God is working through all different ages, stages of life, men, women. It's really fascinating to see how your prayers and your faithful giving is impacting people in our city. And so the first question, Ken, I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you, is tell us a story. Tell us about somebody whose life's being changed because of Youth for Christ. So Youth for Christ is a youth-focused relational organization. We work primarily with junior high and high school kids, um, an ongoing mentoring kind of relationships. And one of those kids, I'm going to call him Alex, comes from a you know, challenging background at home, uh, you know, doesn't have a lot of parental support, but decent, good kid. And he uh, came to one of our Stand Together workshops. Uh, basically, it's like an anti-bullying program. He came to that. He was so moved by the idea of being accepted and loved that he came to our follow-up club, uh, which was before school on Tuesday mornings at La Loma Junior High, and met other loving adults who were asking him about his week and how are you doing and you watch the game and all those kinds of things, and was so impacted by the attention, he came to our summer camp at the camp receives Christ and is just so on fire, he comes back from summer camp and is now wanting to lead the club before school on Tuesday mornings there and make a difference for his friends. Now, what's great about this is uh, he's still a kid. He still makes mistakes. He still doesn't do his homework. And so the teachers, though, because of the relationships, will actually text our team and say, hey, did you know Alex isn't turning in his test? He's not doing his work right. So then at the club, we can follow up with him and say, hey, man, what's going on? You know, you're not, you're not getting this turned in. So it's, it's a community coming together to help this kid not just be well with the Lord, but be well with life. So one of my favorite stories in the last few months. Hey, is that cool or what? <laughs> now... I, I, I want you to keep something in mind here, okay? So we just heard about a young man named Alex, okay? You probably don't know who Alex is. You may never know who Alex is. You may never know who any of these people are. Maybe you've never met these people that you're going to hear about. But you had a role in them coming to faith in Christ because of your prayers and because of your generosity. You, 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 you had a part of it. You had, a, you had a part of each of these stories, just, just one story that, that you're going to hear. Mike, give us a story. Advancing vibrant communities, we're in our 18th year of connecting the body of Christ with opportunities to love your neighbor as yourself. And one of the more poignant stories, it was the, the dead of summer, triple degrees, and there's a guy named John living on South 7th Street in the mobile home park there, if you're familiar with it. A lot of people in those metal boxes just kind of cooking during the summer. Well, John was a hoarder, and unfortunately, he had piled boxes in front of the door of his mobile home, and he couldn't get out. 
So uh, he was cooking inside there, and uh, one of our partners uh, in the area, Youth with a Mission, YWAM, said, we haven't seen this guy for a while. So they went, knocked on the door, didn't hear him, and so they forced their way in, found him in there, got him hydrated. The problem was he did not have any air conditioning in that trailer. Fans don't help. you got to lower the ambient temperature. So they're faced with a dilemma. How do we keep this guy healthy? Well, at the same time, I received a call from the government, from the Area Agency on Aging uh, in uh, Stanislaus County here, and they said, hey, Mike, we've got six window air conditioning units. Can your volunteers install them for some of our clients? I said, yeah, we could do five of those six. How how about if we use that sixth one for this guy named John? They said, absolutely. So you have YWAM, you have the Area Agency on Aging and Advancing Vibrant Communities working together. Our volunteers went down, our construction team installed the air conditioner. And so not only you know, do you see a, a guy's life saved through people working together, but you also see a guy that's connected with YWAM then. And so not only is his life saved, but his eternity is saved as well. A good testament to the body of Christ working together and the cool stuff that happens when you don't care who gets the credit. Amen. Right. Amen. Isn't that good? Some of you, um, some of you are new to the church or new members or maybe you're visiting or whatever, or maybe you haven't been around that long here at Big Valley Grace, but Mike was on staff here. He was actually one of our pastors here year, years ago. He's also uh, a pastor of a great church here in our city. And doesn't he have like a, a great um, like, like voice? Doesn't he have a great voice? He ought to be on the radio, don't you think? He is on the radio. He's got uh, a radio show. And, and last night, I, I know it's a horrible joke, but I don't care. I, I don't care. He, I, I like to say he's got a, he's got a radio face. <laughs> Is he laughing? Is he laughing behind me? Anyway, so, so now we've heard about a teenager. We've heard about an older guy. Lindsay, give us a story. All right, so about two weeks ago, we had a really young gal come into our center, and part of what we do is we are a licensed medical clinic at Modesto Pregnancy Center, um, and she had a positive test, and she had shared with our nurses that she was planning on aborting the baby. And when we asked her why, um, it kind of boiled down to her boyfriend was not supportive of it. They were too young, needed to get out of their parents' house, finish school, all of that. And so our nurses encouraged her to go ahead and make that second appointment for an ultrasound to make sure that it was a viable pregnancy and that it had implanted where it was supposed to. And so she did. Well, then the next week she called and canceled. And our nurses were like, oh no, let's, let's just keep praying for a change of heart. And then a couple days later, she rescheduled. And it turns out that in between those last two calls, the cancellation and the rescheduling, um, her boyfriend had called and said, I want to do this. I want a parent. And so for us, not every story has a success story like that. Um, but it was really encouraging just to be reminded that our God still listens to prayers and he still changes hearts. So that just happened in the last couple of days. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, isn't that awesome? That didn't give you goosebumps. I'm not, I'm not sure any, anything will. Uh, just to hear stories where a, literally, literally a life was saved. Literally a life was saved. Just, just 
in, in, incredible. All right, let's keep going, Virginia. You're up. So uh, Redwood Family Center um, provides a faith-based um, clean and sober living for women and women with children. And we also provide drug and alcohol treatment for women. And um, we have many stories that have been impacted by Redwood Family Center um, because we have the ability to take a woman off the streets and get her into drug treatment and then move her along to clean and sober living and then graduate housing. So we have the capacity to keep somebody for a couple of years and transform their lives. Um, My story is um, about a woman named Sarah. And she came to our attention from the city of Modesto's outreach and engagement team. She was homeless with her two small children, pregnant, living behind the IHOP on um, Orangeburg in Modesto. And she was using methamphetamine. She was addicted to meth. And um, today she's been with us for about a year. She has all of her children in her care and she's thriving. She's thriving because she has community and partnerships and she has loving relationships, not only with the staff, but with the women that are in program with her. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. Take that one through. Man. You know, and, and, and when you just, just imagine, there's a whole lot of other stories like that with all these folks. I mean, this, this church here, Big Valley, little, little Modesto, California. We, we got a Bible sitting out there that we, we all came together sitting right out there. There's, there's a group of people that are now reading the word that never had the word but for us. And then think about what's happening up here, how we're impacting people. Joel, tell us about children. Okay, well, Child Evangelism Fellowship has been around for 82 years. Uh, here in the Modesto, Stanislaus County area, it was started about 40 years ago, a little more than 40 years ago by Bruce and Florence Honeycutt. Uh, since that time, we've gone from Modesto, Stanislaus County to an eight-county area. It goes from Lodi to Merced and I-5 to the Nevada border. So it's quite a big area. This church has been supporting our ministry for over 25 years that I know of. And so with that in mind, I want to tell you about a boy named Josh. Josh is a young man who attended a school in Turlock. He didn't want to come to a Good News Club. That's our primary ministry. Good News Club meets in, in schools. And... He didn't want to come, but his friends kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. Finally, he came and he received Christ in that Good News Club. That was 20 years ago. Today, we just started a club, well, not today, but we started a club this last uh, fall in Gustine, California. Josh works at Gustine Elementary School. He's a teacher there, and he's also a teacher in the Good News Club that we started there, and he's leading kids to Christ. So I want you to think about this. 20 years ago, your support helped reach him for Christ, and now your support is helping him reach others for Christ. Isn't that just great? Isn't that great? Well, I'll tell you, you know, things like that, if you're not encouraged, if you're not, if you're not encouraged, check, check your pulse, because there's, there's just something wrong. That's just a beautiful story. Okay, Jason, share. 
Yeah, before I share, I just want to thank you guys for not only the church, but also you in the seats that empower the Modesto Gospel Mission to infiltrate each of our programs with the living word of God. And it's because of your investment in that that gives us an opportunity to really do what we do and why we exist. And it's not to really necessarily give shelter, it's to give hope of eternity to each of those individuals that we end up sheltering and, and, uh, and feeding. And we get to do that by giving the living word of God. But I want to share one story, and it's Cole that came to us a few months back. And Cole was li- literally living down at the riverbanks in a small community. And he was dealing with addiction issues, which is really the issue that we have in our community is not necessarily homelessness. It's, it's just the epidemic of addiction. But when Cole came to us, he was suffering from drug psychosis and uh, mental health issues because of his drug abuse. He's actually had barricaded himself in his tent. And uh, then he came to us and he joined uh, the 18-month New Life program that we have. And guess what happens? Christ got a hold of him. And uh, when Christ gets a hold of a man or of a woman, all all of a sudden, why we exist is that transformative power of Christ comes through and changes a person's life. Life. And uh, Cole today, I brought Cole on staff to be a peer navigator in our day center program. And Cole is such on fire with the Lord. When I come in the mornings, I try to find another way into my <laughs> office to avoid <laughs> Cole. I'm just being honest with you. Because each time he sees me, he just radiates of the love of God. He wants to discuss. He wants to share. He, he just is on fire. And he's fell in love with Jesus. So thank you guys for, for helping us continue to provide the gospel to each of those that we serve. Amen. Amen. Imagine... Imagine the, the crisis that we have with homelessness in our city. Imagine if there wasn't a gospel mission. I mean, just how much more of a crisis would, would, would it be? I told the folks last night, um, some of you, because you're new and you may not know uh, Jason's story, um, he was actually homeless here in Modesto. He finds the gospel mission. He gets into the program He goes through the program, and now he's the executive director of the gospel mission. Isn't that a great story? So so there's one more more question I'm going to have them them answer, okay? And this is the the most important part of the whole morning. Because if all you were to do is just... Oh, those are our partners. Oh, that's really neat. And, and oh, that's really great. You know, a story of a, of a changed life happened, and then you walked out and went to your cars or went to prime time or whatever. Uh, we, we've really fumbled. That, that, that's not the end. This next part is they're now going to share with us how we can get involved and what God's doing in their ministries. Now, all of them, even those that were down here, they're out there at their tables, and in a little while, these folks will walk down and they'll go to their tables. But the prayer is, is that the Holy Spirit would be at work in your lives to the degree that maybe one or two or 10 or 100 of you would go, huh, Maybe I need to go 
and sign up. Maybe I can help out. Maybe I can use my one life here in Modesto to maybe impact somebody else's life. Look, look, you got one shot at this thing called life. You got one. And God wants us to go out and reach people. And I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. But it's my prayer that these next few minutes as they just share and over in the, the, the venue, that maybe the Lord would click in, in, in your mind. Maybe there'd be something. And you'd go, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to so-and-so. And maybe that's the place where I get involved and I use my one life to make an impact in somebody else's life. And so, Ken, why don't you start? Share with us how people could get involved in YFC. So one of the, one of the easy ways is our Point Break Stand Together workshops. Basically, it's an introduction uh, helping kids have pro-social and emotional uh, relationships with each other and with staff on campus. It's a four and a half to six hours of a day. If you have a flexible schedule, it's real easy. It's a one-time commitment. If you love it, you can come back. And if you don't, no hard feelings. See you later. Um, the second thing is our juvenile hall ministry. We actually provide church services, Bible studies, one-on-ones inside the juvenile hall. In fact, uh, I'm going to call somebody out in your church, Jan Adams. If you know Jan Adams, she's a rock star. If you know her, go talk to her, ask her about what she does. Someone's pointing fingers over there. Where's so Jan you're trying Where's to, Jan? She's in the oh, back. there she is. So, by the way, by the way, by the way, from now on, we're calling you rock star. There you, you go, now, rock star. You now I like have it. Your nickname, just so, want you to know. So, um, one of the cool things about this ministry is it's very flexible with schedules. So, for example, let's say you have a life group here or a small group here, you could literally once a month go do a church service for one of the units in the hall. If you have flexible schedule on Monday or Tuesday nights, you can go and meet with one-on-one or a small group of kids and do a Bible study. Very easy, very safe. There's staff there. Um, it's a great opportunity. But the, the, the other thing that we're doing is with our Campus Life Campus Ministry program, we do a lot of work with schools. In fact, we have over, I just said the numbers on this, 72, we have 58 total different sites that we are at. We are at 58 different sites. At those 58 sites, we have a total of 72 different programs or ministries. There's a lot of opportunity if you want to get involved somewhere. And um, with, with that being said, one of our focuses this year is on having ministry back in the neighborhoods and in homes. So for example, like let's say you live down the street from, uh, I'll pick on a school, uh, Davis High or La Loma Junior High, okay? Let's say you live close to that. And you're thinking, how can I impact these kids that walk by my house every day? We're trying to develop what's called core leadership. And that's where we work with students and their families to do like a once a month or ongoing house party kind of thing. Um, I didn't share this last night because I I wasn't sure who was all involved here. But um, basically, we would train your, your kids or grandkids and you how to have a little bit of a Bible study, do a little bit of a dinner. We provide some resources for you and allow you to engage with your kids and their friends in the neighborhood where, the, where you live. And that way, the ministry's b- back with you. And then if you say, hey, guess what? I go to Big Valley on Sunday. There's not a big coordinating thing. The kids walk down to your house. They get in the car. You come to church. It's a win-win. And that's the way that Youth for Christ tries to engage the body of Christ in the local church. Uh, we're not trying to be another youth group. And so uh, I'm out in this back over here. If you want to come get more information, come, come find me. But uh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe. Maybe it's you. Maybe that's you. Maybe the Holy Spirit right now is working in your life right now. All right? Go for it, bud. 
Advancing Vibrant Community's 18th year of connecting the body of Christ with opportunities to serve. The end game of that for us, the reason why we do what we do is Jesus said, love your neighbors as yourselves. And what we found is when a believer goes out and meets a tangible need, the person in need, if I could use the metaphor, sees Jesus with skin on in a very tangible, meaningful way. So any day of the year, 365 days a year, we have between 200 uh, to 400 opportunities to serve in the community. We've triaged these, we've legitimized them as best we can so that you can be uh, secure in, in going out there. And what we want to happen is this. If you see a need that you can meet, maybe it's a refrigerator that a, a single mom needs, doesn't have a fridge in her home and you have one to donate, our job is to connect you with that mom, and we want you to go out not under Advancing Vibrant Communities banner, we want you to go under Christ's banner, but Big Valley's banner, secondly, so that as you connect with that person, you have the opportunity to invite them here. We're just in the background facilitating that connection. Now look, we need, we need help because the needs far outdistance the volunteers. We have a construction team that builds wheelchair ramps and installs safety equipment for uh, seniors to prevent fatal falls. The foreman of that construction team is 82 years old and the average age of the team is about 70. Great, they would like some help, you know, from like <laughs> younger guys. We have, a we have a team called the Furniture Friends. They love going out and schlepping furniture. I'm not a good furniture schlepper, Pastor Rick, but anyway, they're awesome at it. And uh, the average age there is probably about 63. They could use some younger muscle too as well. So if you're interested, our website is vibrantcommunities.org. Uh, the uh, the uh, website, the search engine, was the same kind that Amazon.com was built on. 10 years in development, $1.2 million behind it and it was free to us, it is free to you. We just want to get you connected with opportunities to serve. Okay, maybe that's you. Maybe you have a set of skills that could be used in that ministry right there. All right, Lindsay? So our biggest need is prayer, and that goes for all of us up here. Anywhere that Jesus' name is proclaimed, Satan wants to get in the way of that. So we also have a really cool tool. We have a prayer calendar that goes out every month. So if you guys are interested in specific requests for each day of the month, go ahead and visit us at the table and get signed up with that. And then also volunteers. We have 13 people on staff, and that is not enough to keep us running. Um, I'm making eye contact with someone right now who is a dear volunteer. And we have everything from people who help us with our boutique, to our teachers and in the classrooms. We have people out in the community doing sex education to our public schools. We also have doctors and nurses that are volunteers. So if you have a pulse and breath, we would love to have you. We'd love to meet with you. So go visit us out at the table. So you, 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 you think maybe you could get that calendar and at least be, be, be praying? <laughs> maybe you have a set of skills that could come to bear on this, on this great ministry. Virginia? So we just need the church to infiltrate our homes. We have over 60 women right now and their children who need Jesus desperately. They come from families that um, 
exhibit generational cycles of abuse and addiction, neglect, trauma, domestic violence. Um, anywhere that you feel led to serve, we need childcare, transportation. Um, obviously, as Lindsay shared, prayer very much so, um, not just for our clients, but our staff. Most of our staff also um, have a personal journey of addiction, and um, we always need um, training and support. Um, and um, we just also, we have multiple projects happening right now at one of our sites. Um, so donating goods and services. Um, we need a paint crew, actually, right now. Um, so anything that you can think of. Um, if you like cutting hair, we have a lot of women that could probably use a haircut. Um, we definitely um, could probably fit you in somewhere in some capacity. Um, and we would love just to have you come out um, and just be with our ladies. They need, um, they need that relational piece that's been missing in their lives. Thank you. By the way, Redwoods is our newest partner. My, my wife has had the privilege of serving on their board, and it's a great ministry. And, and once again, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit's moving in, in someone's life here. How can, we, how can we help you reach kids, Joel? Well, Steve and Diane Warren go to this church. Uh, they have a small group through Big Valley. And last spring, we were... We were pleased to help train them and screen them and, and equip them and facilitate their group adopting John Muir School. They started a good news club after school at John Muir. Uh, she was at, Diane was, at an ongoing teacher training class last Saturday, and she said, you know, Big Valley has over 100 small groups, and I would like to challenge them to, to adopt a school. We have, we have 30 clubs in our eight-county area, nine of which are in Modesto, but there's 30 uh, schools left over. And so I told her, I said, you know what, I'm going to be on stage on, on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. I will, I will make that challenge for you. So I would challenge any small group out there who likes evangelism, likes discipleship, wants to uh, pour into the lives of children to contact me, and we can facilitate you guys getting a school of your own. Hey, hey, now I want you to think about this. N nothing wrong with meeting in your small group and studying the word and fellowshipping and all those kinds of things. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. You, you need to do that. But what if your small group adopted a school? And what if there might be a week or two or six where, you know what, in, instead of just coming and, and, and fellowshipping and having a great time and, and, and studying the Word, as good as all that is, maybe you'd say, you know what, we're, we're going to zero in on this particular elementary school. And we're going we're gonna to use the Holy Spirit's power in our lives to maybe touch some, some kids' lives or teachers' lives or administrators' lives. That, that is a great, great challenge. Jason, how about you? How can we get involved with the gospel mission? Yeah, in the summertime, you guys will be, you'll recognize Kicks for Kids. And that's something that in the summertime you can mobilize as a church. Yeah. You guys come together with Katie and you come and you infiltrate our whole campus and we give out school shoes um, with kids. But there's something else that me and Scott Butler, we connected a couple years ago and he brings the choir into our chapel. And that is one of the most 
grateful experiences that happen. So if you want to just come and support that, that's next month where the choir comes into our chapel and they conduct their Christmas choir to our guests. It's super awesome. Very easy. Just come and support them too. Um, but daily we have opportunities. We make it very easy. If you go out to our table today, we have a kiosk and you can sign up directly for anything that's going on in the mission, whether it's serving meals to specialize, working with our youth, um, you name it. There's opportunities to serve and to get plugged in and to be able to be involved. Once again, would you appreciate these, these folks up here? And you guys can go out to your deal. As... Um, as they're heading out to kind of get set up, I'm, I'm going to ask our hosts and hostesses to, to come forward, and I'm going, to, I'm going to wrap us up here with just a thought. Um, so so r- right now, a little basket's going to go by you, and it'll probably be in front of you or in your hand. I, I, I'm going to say, I'll be generous, okay? And I'm going to say, a second. So it's one second, two maybe, where that little green bag goes in front of you. But I want you to know that one or two seconds is incredibly weighty. Yes, it's a time when you get to honor the Lord with your wealth, as the scriptures say. You get to worship him at that moment in a in a way that's different than worshiping him through singing or whatever. You, 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 you put your offering in that basket and that, that little you know, second or whatever it is. But there's a practical piece to that because all of these folks that you saw up here and the folks you saw last week, some of our global partners, a piece of that offering goes to support these ministries every single month. Uh, A piece of that goes to special projects that will happen that they have needs of. So it it may not seem like a, you know, whatever that takes, you know, handing the basket off to somebody else. But wow, we're able to do what we do. We're able to impact people. I mean, think about it. There were teenagers being impacted. A guy named John, who lives in a mobile home park, who's older. Uh, you, 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 you think about all of these, these people. A, 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 a gal who's found herself pregnant, wondering, do I, do I you know, literally kill this life or, or, or save it? You got, you got moms that, for whatever reason, have found themselves in just a really crummy place. A lot of times just drug addicted and, and here's a place where they can come, the Redwood Center, and not only find people who love them and care for them, but also find hope in Christ. You got, you got Joel here who's reaching young people, children for Christ. You got Jason who's touching the lives of the homeless in, in our city. And then you got all these folks it happens because of this second or two seconds that that little bag's in front of you. Weird, isn't it, when you think about it? And I hope that when you give, you give with, with great joy. Let me pray for this moment, and then I'm gonna wrap up our conference, okay? Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for this moment of joy. And, 
It is primarily about worshiping you, God. This is something you want us to do, but wow, there is something on the back end that's pretty weighty. We get to support these folks. All of these stories, God, we're a part of because of one second that a bag's in front of us. May there be great joy here today as we give, and I pray this in your name, amen. Amen. So as I wrap this up, Okay, and by the way, over in the venue, you guys are just walking forward, okay, as I kind of wrap this up. It was uh, two weeks ago we kicked off our conference, Seek. And I shared with you as best I could that it's God who is seeking after people, it's God who draws people to Himself. It's God who opens up the eyes of the lost to the truth of his son. In fact, Jesus was the one who said, hey, I have come, I'm here to seek and to save the lost. Paul says in Romans three, there's nobody righteous. There isn't anybody who seeks after God. The scriptures are, are crystal clear that it's God who seeks after people. God's the one who wants a relationship with people. God's the one. God's the one who's going after the lost. It's God. You, you see that with the great apostle Paul, right? He's on his way to Damascus. He's an unbeliever. And God just shows up and begins to speak with him. He falls off of his animal and he, and he you know, gives his life to Christ, if you will. God didn't use anybody. God was seeking him and God just went after him on his own. And God could do that with us today. He didn't need us. But what's interesting is, is that he chooses to use us. That we have a part to play when God goes seeking after somebody. God wants to use us. He wants to use you. Just like he's using these folks here, he wants to use you. And the first week, if you remember, we had everybody, if you were here, just Sign a, a pledge. Hey, count me in. I want to sh make sure that I'm using my one life to reach lost people. There are lots of dark, dark places right here in Modesto. You don't have to go to Zimbabwe to find lost people. You, you, you don't have to go, you know, down to Guatemala to find lost people. There are dark places right here in our own city. God wants to use you there. He wants to use me there. And most of you, I mean, you can just look at all these names. I mean, there's thousands of names in here of people who said, count me in. I want to be used to reach people. And then we asked you just to, you know, put that inside your, the, the other piece inside your Bible and may it be a reminder to you that God's expectation is that you'll be used somehow, some way, for his glory to reach lost people. And one of the things that I know about the family here is that there is a real, just, it's, it's, like, our, it's, it's, like, it's like our DNA has been changed. We, we understand that to a deep level. The church isn't just about us coming and sitting in these chairs and hearing a message and hearing some great music and, and, and whatever. 
But it's about going and reaching the lost and using our one lives to reach the lost. And it's real easy in our culture today to just find comfort in our, our, our gathering here on a Sunday or whatever it might be. And this conference was all about not only just meeting our global partners, meeting our local partners, but it was also a moment for us to be reminded of what the clear teaching of Scripture is, and that is we're to go and we're to make disciples. We gotta, we gotta go and we gotta reach people. And in just a moment, I'll pray, and you're gonna have plenty of time, even before you go grab your kids or whatever, to go out and, and shake some hands and meet some people, encourage them in the hard work that they're doing, and maybe, just maybe, this will be a life-altering moment for some of you that the Holy Spirit will get a hold of you and you'll walk out there and you'll say, man, I don't know, I, I have a set of skills. I, th I think I could be used in whatever area, count me in. And man, I guarantee you, your life will be different. Your journey of faith will be way different once you're really engaged in, in real ministry, reaching lost souls. Last night I got home and um, actually it was on my way home, I get a phone call from a younger man in our church who has struggled to find a place. He comes and he sits and he sings and he, he gives, uh, but he's just, you know, he's not, not a singer, and he can't, can't, can't play the, the trombone. He, uh, he gets a little nervous around children, doesn't think he's real good with, with kids. Um, kind of kind of an introvert, kind of shy, so he doesn't really, you know, I don't know if I can shake it. He hears Mike talk. And th 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 this guy knows how to fix things. Like he's got more than just the two tools that I own, you know. This guy, this guy's really good at stuff. God just gave him a, a brain to fix stuff. And then he actually went to school and he honed his skill of, of fixing things. Just, just really good at that. And he said, you know what, man, hearing Mike last night, the, the Holy Spirit just worked in his life. I, I, I think I could go, I could help with electrical stuff. I, I, I got all kinds, and I said, man, that's the deal. That was the moment. Thank you for singing. Thank you for giving. Thank you for going to Bible studies. He's involved in men. That's all good and well. But wow, that God might use you in someone's home to maybe talk about Jesus Christ, to lead someone to Christ. Let me tell you something, nothing like it. There's nothing like leading someone to Christ. And maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe that's you over in the... The, the venue. So make sure you just don't run out of here, you know, but go out and, and talk and meet some of those folks out there. Make sure you get out there and look at that Bible that we all, you know, kind of partnered in to, to create. Stand up, okay? Everybody in the venue wants to stand. Let me pray. Father, thanks again for our time here. Wow. Uh, it, it's impressive to see the people that we get to partner with.
And I pray your blessing upon all our local folks. They're all doing really great things. It's an honor to have them a, a part of our, our, our team. Lord, may this be an encouraging moment for them as our family goes out now and shakes their hands and picks up any materials they have, Lord. But also, Father, as I've been praying, may this be one of those great Holy Spirit moments where you lead one, two, ten people somewhere out there and their lives may never be the same because of this moment right here. Thanks, Jesus, for your goodness and I pray these things in your name and all of God's people said... Amen. Hey, Lord bless you, okay? I'll see you out in the hallway out there.